So my most unfortunate entrepreneurship experience was trying to build a startup for three years that I had little to no passion for. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I can't put it in any other better way. Yeah. I want to give a special shout out to our Instagram page. If you have yet to follow us there, what are you waiting for? Follow our cute little coconut for great reminders, content snippets, and great vibes to perfume your day. We know you'll love it as we expand our ecosystem to journey with you every step along the way. So come on to the Financial Coconut Instagram page now. Tag us whenever you see some interesting stuff. Help grow our community together. Link is in the description below. Do you still remember the days of Blogshop? For the guys who don't know what is a Blogshop, think olden day e-commerce, okay? But more importantly, have you thought that you could run a successful Blogshop or e-commerce store? What about taking one step further and creating solutions for the many Blogshops at that point in time? Selling the spade to gold diggers, is it that easy? Sometimes when we are trying to start a business, we jump into something that we have no clue prior, thinking we had superior foresight. Gerald, the founder of Yummy Bros was that guy, the guy that wanted to make a killing in women fashion, failed miserably, losing his identity, his friends, his money, his muscles along the way, and then finally found a pool of customers he actually knew, his gym buddies, serving them quality frozen meal. He currently has 7 million in revenue this year. Selling food to gym guys, like guys, selling frozen food, 7 million dollars. Find out his journey today, Welcome to Entrepreneur Shit Show. So in 2014-2015, uh, uh, the entrepreneurship scene in Singapore, right, was that it was relatively easy to raise money. Mm. You have an idea, you have a pitch deck, um, maybe you got a partner. Um, you don't even need to have the product. Eh. Um, you can literally raise money. Okay, so in 2014-2015, I started a uh, a new business it was supposed to be a media platform focusing on fashion and lifestyle for women okay okay <laughs> why why are you guys there <laughs> is it a bunch of guys trying to do that thing yeah okay okay come come tell tell tell, tell me there was only one girl in the team then why are you guys in the business so you see yeah uh, I mean, it was a period of time where blockshop was a thing, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. When, when for all the younger okay, younger so guys we, now, it's Instagram shop. Yeah, right? but but back then it was blog okay. Thing. We rewind a bit, uh. Yeah. So the I think we were them stupid, lah, because mm. last time we thought that for a startup to be successful, right, you need to raise money. Mm, yeah, mm, it's the mm, shittiest mm. piece of advice that I ever got, lah. Mm, yeah. Mm. So so where do you get this advice from? Well, I can't remember, eh. Like everyone. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about raising yeah. money, right? I see yeah. a lot of incubators putting, you know, like how much we raise on the board, how much we raise on the board. It's it's a thing. It, it's yeah. not, it's not about how much the business have grown, how much GMV we have, but it's really about how much we raise. So mm. that was a central theme for a period of time. Mm. Yeah, so I don't blame you. Yeah, and then um, thinking back, right? You know, when you congratulate a startup for raising money, uh, it's like going to the chef and say, "Hey, congrats, man! You got the ingredients." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done shit eh. That, 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 that's true That's true I haven't done jack shit eh. mm, mm, Okay mm, mm. So right our, our mindset was that Okay We need to raise money man mm, Okay 
Um, so how are we going to do that? Is we're going to have, uh, we're going to need an idea. Mm. Just have a damn good idea first. Good is relative lah. Okay. Mm. So we convince people that this idea will work. And then we pivot, 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 pivot. Wow, this word is uh, very popular, eh, pivot. Eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, lao. even uh, basketball players don't pivot that much in a basketball game. <laughs> uh. You know, like, so, so, so they, so what we did was, um, we, we, we got to know these amazing guys. Okay, so they were our angel investors. Uh. They are amazing. Okay, mm. so, so I, will, I will just say who they are. Okay, they are Alex from Space Ventures. Mm. We have Benedict So, who is the founder of Kingsman International. This is huge company, like, public listed. Okay, so, so these two guys, they were the first ones who supported us. And you, you cannot say that like, you know, they were just trying to throw money around, but they invested in people. So like, they believed in us. Like, and up to this day, I still feel a bit shitty that like, we lost their money. Like. Mm. Yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Okay? But we, we approached Alex and his team, and this Benedict So was there also. So we, we, we pitched them idea version A, okay? And, and they felt that it wasn't going to work because of, okay, there's not enough market for that. Uh, there's not enough evidence to show that people would buy this or whatever. So the thing pivot, pivot, pivot until become that media platform focusing on fashion and lifestyle for <laughs> women thing. Mm, 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 yeah. So uh, I think the mistake that we made was everything else fit. Right, because wow, last time last time blog shop more power ma, mm, right? Mm. And then online shopping wow, on the rise ma. Yes. And yes. then content marketing wow, then power ma because uh, you know we have got people like the smart local. Yeah. Run by Brian. Brian's mm. a Brian's an amazing guy also. He yeah. he he actually supported us during that three years like He he did help us. Okay. Um and then you got all the other media sites that are coming out. So we thought that okay, so this one will work. But the one thing that we missed out was that who are the guys running the show? Mm. You got these three the time was uh, me, my tech guy, um, very good, very good friend. His name is Lucius. Mm. Yeah, so the two of us, and um, we hired one app developer in Indonesia. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Yeah, it was only like uh, four or five months later that we found a, like a lady to join the team. Okay. Yeah, so that's the problem, you see. We, we were a male dominant team, and being male dominant is not really the direct problem. The direct problem was that we had no idea what the fuck we are doing. Mm. I mean, look at me. Do, do I look like somebody who understands ladies' fashion? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think what you guys were talking about, the whole like pivot, 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 right? It's, yeah. It's very common, right? Mm. What you were talking about, it's very common out there. And at some point you realize that you are not in the right business or you're not in something mm. that you actually believe in. Mm. Right? So it was just like riding the high of you know money going around and the whole vibe of entrepreneurship and yeah. the whole thing about like block shop and everything. Right? So you were riding the wave. So it's not a bad wave per se, it's a wave. Mm. Right? But you realize that maybe you were not the person to ride. Right? Yeah. But at that point when you start to realize you didn't stop, right? Mm. Why, why was it so? Okay, so why didn't we stop? The, the first major, major reason was because of Alex and Benedict, my, my angel investors. Mm. Because you see, uh, when you take people's money, right? like, like, like to me, uh, I was brought up uh, in an environment right, that hey, money very hard to earn. You know? So yeah, these guys were rich. Uh, like Benedict is, is, is wealthy. Alex has got uh, money because he's got limited partners putting cash into his fund, right? But, but to me, it's like all this is people's hard-earned money. We already take already. 
and we've already spent some, we've invested some of that already, we should at least uh, try and give them back their ROI. Right? So we, we kept going, uh, we, we didn't want to give up. And also there was this like hope that, hey, you know what, maybe we can morph ourselves uh, into this ideal founder. <laughs> We can go and learn. We can go and understand. Understand the mind of a fashionista. Understand the mind of a block shop owner. And, and we tried extremely hard. You can ask our ex-clients. Mm-hmm. Like we, we tried really, really hard, you know. Yeah, so we, so we did that three years and uh, we just wanted to succeed. And we, we took very little money. Yeah, so, so it was just three years of um, taking very little money, losing people's money, and not being ourselves, uh. Like for for me, uh, I I also have this. Maybe I should let go of this this belief, lah. That you should sacrifice who you are yesterday, on today, right, to become who you want to be tomorrow. So I I I I held on to that belief very tightly, lah. Mm. So I I tried to reinvent myself, lah. Yeah, and and I think the mistake was that this is not reinventing your skills, you know. This is reinventing your who you are inside as a core. So everybody has a has an internal structure of who you are already, and and once you start to change that, right, then you that's where people get very lost, lah. Yeah, reinventing your skills is okay. That one you must do. You must mm. you must learn, relearn, unlearn. Yeah, so they become better. Yeah, but we were doing the wrong kind of relearning, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so why do you think that you should drop this mindset? Because it's very prevalent, right? It's a it's a. You know, a lot of people have this kind of belief that you know mm. you can be better, blah blah blah. You know, a lot of like NLP kind of thing. Okay, so in my super limited knowledge of personality or mm. what I don't know, I, I'm not I'm I'm not a psychologist, right? Mm. Okay, but then I will break it down into two things, right? So who you are is your identity, which is fundamentally who you are. What is your name? Uh, how old are you? Where you're from? Blah 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 blah. So. Okay, marketing speak your demographics, mm-hmm. right? And then you have your skills, okay? You have your capabilities, uh, you have your goals and all these kind of things. You want to change all these things, right? Sure, I, I think that's fine. But I don't think we should change who we are. Unless you fucked up. Mm. Yeah, mm. unless you're some fucked up motherfucker. Uh, then you go and change this. Mm. Unless you're some selfish guy or like, you know, you're some cheating person. Th- then you change that. But but I think fundamentally, if who you are is maybe neutral, and even if you are who who you are is like good, full of passion and all, right? You shouldn't change that. Mm, yeah, mm. like everybody should get to be themselves, right? I mean, this brings up a very sensitive topic, LGBTQ, right? Yeah, I mean, you 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 should be able to be who you are, without any judgment, okay? Um, without any prejudice, you should be able to be who you are because. Regardless of this, right? As long as you've got your skills, you can create value, right? You you are you are a valuable human being, right? mm. Yeah. So so back to your question, I I think it's very hard to change this this part of who you are, mm. your identity, mm. Yeah, and that's what we were doing. Mm. Yeah. So we we got lost. We we didn't even know who 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 we are already. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. it it was so difficult to break away from from the business. Yes. Right. Because yes. you kind of invested so much of your identity and, and yourself into the yes. business yeah. other people were putting money you were putting yourself in it yeah that's right yeah that's the thing you know you you people sacrifice money uh. money okay la, now that I'm here money any day can earn back one like oh 
today I I accidentally spend five hundred dollars on this piece of thing that I don't need, right? Then, well, next month easily earn back five hundred dollars. But then when you invest yourself in it, right? It's not just money; it's time, it's reputation. Yeah. So I I can tell that my friends were like wondering what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> because back in school, uh, back at work, my 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 first job, uh, in the army, I was not this guy. I was I was I was somebody else. And then all of a sudden, I said, "What the fuck, Gerald is running this like what women's online magazine? Are sure or not? Yeah, yeah. So so, I didn't want to hang out with my friends because of that, man. Yeah, because like I did feel embarrassed for number one. I know that I'm not doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Women's magazine is one thing, you know, but for me to do that, right, I am basically, I am, uh, what's that word? Uh? I betray myself. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So I betray my, my own identity. And also, the next thing is that I know I wasn't making much money. So I, I couldn't really uh, keep up with their kind of expenditure with my friends. Yeah. And the third thing was that desperately trying to make the business grow, right? So I work many hours a day. Uh. Yeah. So... Uh, the thing about me is that I'm an extrovert. I extract energy from people, from being around people. I need that shit. I need it once in a while. I need once in a while to go and hang out with my friends, hang out with different people. Strangers also can, I don't care. Yeah, I just need that so that uh, I can replenish my energy. Lah. Yeah, so for that three years, the only people that I hung out with was my then-girlfriend, uh, my colleagues, and my clients. Yeah, mm. so... Social life next to nothing la. Like out of work Social life uh, had nothing Yeah, mm. And that was quite draining as well mm. In, in mm. what way was it draining? Because I think a lot of people When they talk about entrepreneurship right, It's mm. like uh, Entrepreneurs make a lot of money la. You know Life is very amazing for them la. You know so, uh. so You know So when you say like You know Entrepreneurs You're struggling You have no money And mm. you're working very hard And then okay. in that sense You sacrifice Your social interaction Because you mm. got no money re- Realistically no yeah. money to go to the bar or how to hang out, right? Yeah. So yeah, one mark, one jack will be a sixteen dollar basket. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Back then can eat, eat can eat five meals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Literally, right? Yeah. If you wanna cut, you can really go there, right? And, yeah. and how how did that feel, you know, when, when you were when you had no resources and you're so isolated? Mm, how did that feel? Uh? Lonely. Oh. Like like lonely is the word. Because um your friends won't understand. They they want to, but but they 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 cannot fully put themselves in your shoes. To them, uh, the solution is very simple: just quit. Yeah, but I, I cannot quit. I cannot quit. Okay, I cannot quit because of those reasons. I cannot quit because of my investors, and then somehow, my my CTO at that time, Lucius, I convinced him to quit his high-paying job. He was earning like good money, you know. At a development firm, so I convinced him to quit his job, to come and join me in this stupid journey, and then I tell him, then I, then I go and tell him I quit. Nonsense, eh? It's stupid, eh? Then what about the people that we hire? You cannot tell them that I quit, right? <laughs> yeah. And then back then, um, my wife was my girlfriend back then, uh, and I wanted to marry her. Okay, so why why so stupid, right? Like you young clueless guy, no money, you go and propose for what? I proposed to my wife, you know, when I was in my uh, one and a half years into the thing. I proposed to her because her dad just died. Yeah, and uh, her, her dad, uh, the death of her dad was quite in dramatic fashion for her. 
because she's an SIA stewardess. And when he passed away, right, she was on the plane serving passenger. Yeah. So, um, as you know, my wife is Thai. So she has relocated to Singapore to build a new life. Mm. So you come here for about two years, coming three, uh, with the intention of building a new life. And then all of a sudden, your father passed away. I mean, imagine the kind of uh, trauma somebody will go through. Right, you're in a new place, you have no family here. Yeah, so that was when I, I realized that, okay, I need to give this girl some form of certainty. So I proposed to her. Mm. Yeah, I had to pay a 12 month installment uh, for her engagement ring. Eh. Mm. Yeah, no money, what? <laughs> right, mm. so okay, well, installment. Oh. Mm. Then when I bought the ring on installment, the, the fellow was like, installment, uh, 12 months. Uh. Six months, not enough. 12 months. Uh. Yeah, 12 months. Okay, well. So I bought the ring, proposed to her. Yeah, so I cannot give up. I cannot give up the whole entrepreneurship thing because I need it to work. Yeah, so you feel very lonely. Because you, you tell me like who else in your, in your social circle will be going through something like this. When you tell them your problem, right, what they can do is to listen. And, and they listen. I have great friends. They, they listen. But they cannot do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you expect what? Give you money? Siao, ah? walao, not like some beggar. Eh. Like... It's not about pride, you know, mm. but it's about responsibility, ma. Yeah, I'm responsible for my own fit, right? I'm responsible for my own poverty. Right? I'm not gonna blame anybody. Yeah, I know that the that the media world painted this picture about startups that oh yeah, yeah it's hard in the beginning after it'll be okay. Yeah, I can blame them, what? But no, it's my own responsibility. Yeah, so it, it just felt really like lonely, la. Yeah, mm. and that that period of time. Mm. And then finally, you you broke out from it. Yes. Because it sounds so agonizing, right? Like, there's mm. so many. It's a dynamic decision. It's not linear. Not like yeah. just quit, right? Yeah. A lot of people be like, just quit because they don't understand. They're not in mm. it. But given all this dynamism, ultimately, mm. you know, you cut. Yeah. There was also another thing that I felt. I think we went through this over, the, over uh, Skype. Um, I also felt irresponsible. Mm. I felt like I wasn't doing my job. Okay, why? So, uh, just to provide a bit of context, uh, um, back in the army, I, I, I went to OCS and I commissioned as an officer. Uh. So you can say that I am indoctrinated or whatever shit, right? But my firm belief is that as a citizen, right, I am responsible to my country for number one defense as an NS man, also for economic contribution. So, and I study econs, uh, yeah. So as a citizen, I'm supposed to create some form of value for the economy. But instead of like creating more jobs, creating more income, more revenue so that the government can tax me, no, I am taking people's money and wasting it all. Yeah, so I felt like it was very irresponsible of me to be embarking on this journey, yeah. And then, it's like you will be thinking, if I give up now, uh, then I cannot correct the wrongs. Yeah. Then if I give up now, uh, I, and if I don't give up now, right, I do not know whether the, the journey will change. Yeah. So, lonely and irresponsible. I just felt very worthless as a man. Uh. Yeah, I, feel very, I felt very little as a man. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like... I mean, you, you guys know how it is. Right? As a guy, you're supposed to be the one earning the bread, earning the money, 
lay the food on the table, taking care of everyone. Yeah, as as the man of the household, as a man anywhere lah, it's a stupid stigma lah, but it's like that, right? In in our culture, you are a man, you should be earning good money, you should be doing well. Yeah, so you just feel very small as a man. No? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Hey guys, I know many of you are looking to invest in properties, but struggle to get quality content about it. I mean, many of these property content online are tainted with sales bias, and we rarely hear from real investors themselves. So in this new show I'll be hosting with co-host Troy, we will dive deep with seasoned professionals, casual investors, and experts to help you get a head start on your property investing journey. So join us on the Coconut Avenue today on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you consume your content. This will be a seasonal podcast with episodes airing every Wednesday. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the Coconut Avenue now. Details at thefinancialcoconut.com slash podcast. And then when, when you left, how was the journey after that? Mm, when Confirm I... not smooth one. Nah. The, the, when, when it's so crazy, right? Then, mm. you know, most entrepreneurs, when they break up from their first venture, mm. things go cuckoo. And mm. It's a lot of mind, you know, a lot of very, like falling to the abyss. Like, you need some sort of, you know, holding, yeah. go back to something and keep you going. Mm. Right, so what, what do you do after that? I, I think I think we we didn't have the the, the thing that, that uh kept us going right was that we had nothing. Yeah, because okay, I officially told my investors why it was them sucky lah, like going up to Alex and telling him say, Hey man, uh you know I think I think we're gonna have to like stop doing this. Yeah, and I was very lucky because he understood. Like he could understand like the the hardship that we were going through lah. Yeah, so he, he gave us his blessing. Yeah, to, to stop this whole thing. And I was like, yeah, then that's that was a relief lah. So the thing is that after that we had nothing left. Yeah, so I think it was the fact that we had nothing that got us going lah. Yeah. And I was doing odd jobs. I was uh teaching social media, uh advertising, teaching people how to set up their Facebook ads, yeah, at a school in uh Paileba. Yeah. So I was doing all these odd jobs and then I did a bit of a short marketing stint for this other company, this other fitness company. Yeah, and, and that, that was what gave me a bit of more money back uh, so that I could invest into Yummy Bros. Uh. Mm. Yeah, because Yummy Bros is bootstrap one. Ma. Mm. Yeah, mm. last time don't have enough pot, right? Then I buy first. Uh. Mm. Last time need money for ingredient. Uh, nah, come, uh, money come first. Uh. Yeah, so bootstrap. Uh, and yeah, we, we, we just... Kept going because we had nothing to lose really. Mm. Really lost everything really. Like, what the fuck? Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So from from that transition into Yummy Bros. Yeah. And then Yummy Bros went from you know pretty much a ghetto setup at someone's ghetto home. Setup. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghetto setup, yeah, yeah, right? It is. It is. Two guys want to do this thing, and then you know we just go to someone's place, and 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 then we set up. You yeah. Know, and then you just kind of kind of play around with it, right? Yeah. So from a ghetto setup. How do you guys start, you know, getting your customers? How, how did that work? Oh, okay. So the first thing that we did was uh, we chill all of our gym buddies, right? To come and try the meals. Uh, the pitch to them was very simple. It said, high protein, low calories. Okay, what I need you to do, right, is to just try it and tell me what you think. So that started a very long, I think it was like three, four months uh, long uh, duration of uh, okay, we get a feedback, we improve, and we go again. We get a feedback, we improve, then we go again. 
Yeah, and but during that time, right, <clears throat> I was uh, working on Instagram. So to the short answer is that Instagram helped us to get our first few um, stranger customers, uh, like people that we didn't know. So every time we made the meals, I would just put them on a, like, a nice little backdrop and then I will take a photo and I will post it. Yeah, and then I will post things like um, nutrition knowledge because I studied this shit before. Yeah, so we post like fitness tips, dieting tips and all. Yeah, and then slowly, right, uh, we suddenly got orders. Mm, like, mm. who's this guy, man? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Who's this? And then we got like more DMs. Or like, hey, saw the photos. Food looks great. How do I order? Yeah, so we got to direct them to the website and everything. So this started to happen slowly. And I think one of the key things was that we, we focused a lot on the product. Yeah, we wanted the product right, to be so freaking good. Eh. Uh, and, and we wanted not just the product, but the customer experience right, to be freaking, freaking good. Like, freaking memorable. Lah. And because personally, I would want to be treated like that by a brand. Okay? Mm. And, and uh, we, we wanted like, the brand right, to be like that bro. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of testosterone in this brand. Lah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of bros here. <laughs> yeah, we wanted the brand to be like the bro to the community. Lah. Mm-hmm. So mm. when, a, when, a, when a customer orders from us for the first time, they, they get a lovely card, you know. Mm. And last time we handwrite everything because we didn't know better. Ma. Handwrite everything. How is, how is a card very bro? Oh, <laughs> you know what? We, we like very sister. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, like maybe like uh, a bit more family, f- okay, feminine, okay. Bro, family, like, yeah. family friendly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So mm. we, 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 we handwrite the message. I can still freaking remember because I handwrite don't know how many million times. Uh. Mm, yeah, mm. Maybe not million, a uh, few hundreds. Uh. Mm, mm, Dear mm. Brian, thank you so much, comma, you awesome person, comma, for ordering from us. Your support means a lot to us because it helps us to make dieting enjoyable affordable and convenient for fitness enthusiasts in Singapore. We hope to serve you again soon. Sign. We even have a Yami Bro signature. Eh? Oh, that is, that is cool. That is cool. Really. Yeah. If I receive that, I will feel like, hey, yeah, maybe this, these guys are, are, are really care about me. Mm. So we then put this in an envelope. Then we seal with saliva in a case because last time no COVID. Ma. Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> then we put this together with the meals. Uh. And then the meal box, right? Okay, so we didn't want the meal box to say Yami Bros. Yeah, everybody knows you are yummy bro. So, mm. so can we create some value out of that? Okay, now our meal boxes, right? They all come with that sticker and it has got a different motivational quote on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so we, we say things like, you know, don't diet to be skinny, diet to look yummy, you know, things like that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, prior to that... Who is the one creating all these quotes? Uh, me all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, prior to that, right, we, we wanted to do this... Um, fortune cookie kind of a concept. <laughs> so, Xiao cheesy, Xiao yeah, and, and we want people to finish their food. <laughs> so our meal boxes were mm. white in mm. color, like translucent. Mm. We would take a, we would print a lot of different quotes uh, and then we would stick it to the bottom. Okay? Stick it to the bottom. So basically, we, we print it uh, reverse. La, because if you print it the normal way up, you have to paste it on the meal box and that would be very hygienic. Ma, right? So we, printed it in reverse, we paste it at the bottom so that when people finish eating their meal prep, right, they will see, oh, just do it or something like that. Mm. You know, they, they, then they will see like, um, if fitness is 20% exercise, 80% diet, then you're already more than halfway there. You know, like things ah. like that. Yeah, so, so they will see this kind of thing. So oh, that was what cool. made people um, want, to, want to finish their food mm-hmm. and that what makes them want to order again. Did your customers feedback that? Yes, they, were, they, were, they, okay. they, even, they even take a photo of that, right? 
Oh. And then it posts on stories. Yeah, so, so, so the, cute. The, the stories were the ones that told us right, what customers were like raving about. Uh. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, so, so that uh, is learning about your customer, right? Yeah. Like figuring and tem- uh, just kind of tinkering along the way. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's not just about the taste, eh, but it's about mm. the experience, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we also uh, regularly, we email them, we talk to them on Instagram, we try and, hey, are you so and so and so? Because they like our photo, ma. Mm, mm. Then I will see like, oh, this is very familiar. So I go and go and DM. I say, hey, are you so and so and so? Just just wanted to confirm. Then they'll say, yeah. Hey, thanks for ordering our stuff, man. Hey, I, I know that you know people don't always say the bad things, but we want to hear it. So so what 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 can we improve on? Yeah. So we kept getting all this stuff, lah. Yeah. And along the way, we did try a bit of B two B models. Mm. Like we went down to the gyms, uh, and then we tried to sell them the meals so that they can sell to their members but the volume there is like too low mm, yeah like mm. you know our one single customer average customer orders much more than the average gym the waste time yeah, yeah. so so we focus on b2c so mm, mm. We, we we knew that we wanted to be a b2c brand right from the start awesome yeah. awesome C- can you just kind of help us understand because not every day you have someone that you know oh. start from the ghetto kitchen to scale to where you guys are mm, so mm, i want mm. to know your supply chain changes okay so for one year, right, mm. we were operating from Anson's home. Yeah. Okay. And every day we live in fear. <laughs> when you're going to get raided. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, no, I'll tell you. Uh, and, okay. Anson uh, sometimes mm. uh, a bit, he a bit, uh, he lets his fear take over sometimes. Mm. Uh. He says, hey, bro, I'm very scared. Eh. My neighbor <laughs> complain how. Uh. You know, yesterday the neighbor come and asked me eh, when we take the lift together. He said, hey, you don't want to Oh, I feel very scared, bro. Then I got okay, bro. Don't worry, don't worry. We'll figure something out. Uh, uh. Sucks, eh? I tell you. Then yeah. Then when you talk to people, so mm, people mm. will still think that it's an illegal way of doing business. Mm, mm, but mm. there's this thing called the HDB home based business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you can do what? Mm, yeah. Mm. But the thing is that you cannot. Must get HDB to sponsor this, right? Uh, like, yeah, can, yeah. Then like, <laughs> they tag them. It's like running below. Right? Yeah. Find out more HDB sponsors. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but then um we know uh, at mm. the back of the mind that things were getting out of hand. Yeah. So it's a problem on a problem. Yeah, right, every time delivery two three hundred boxes uh, mm. I mean that that now I mean now you talk about two three hundred boxes uh, it's like, like that uh, mm. Yeah, mm. but back then when we were doing two three hundred meal boxes, right? We were getting very worried because like, you know what? We shouldn't be doing this, man. Yeah, but we had nothing like that was our source of income. Mm. Yeah, and and Anson was asked to leave eh, his job. You know why? Because why? he was cooking night in, night out. The guy has reached his office uh, 6 a.m. Eh. He does hard labor stuff, la, okay? And it's a bit sensitive because it's, it's um, security related. It's okay. Yeah. yeah, so he was asked to leave his job, man. So we started April, uh, 1st April, April Fool's 2018. Then uh, a good six, six to seven months down the road, he was asked to leave his job. And then uh, we continued to operate at his home all the way until uh, April, May. And then uh, a miracle happened. Uh. Yeah, so I then went back to my same stupid mistake of trying to raise money. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, so so um, of course it failed lah, because mm. if you want to get like a fully equipped central kitchen, right, the outlay is at least a million, a million and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was that uh, we met this very nice uncle. His name is Uncle Raymond. Uncle Raymond owns a central kitchen. So we just decided, okay, how about we go into partnership with this? I mm. Split my revenue with you. Yeah. So from then on, 
we had uh, we were exclusive to him like, and he was exclusive to us so like there, w- there wouldn't be any competition mm. it's all based on trust mm. yeah and then I think in a, in a in our local context right all your little contracts all your little agreements right they don't mean shit nah, if there is no very close um, interpersonal relationships so like Raymond and I we've had arguments we've had shouting matches but what all those did right was that as unfortunate as they were they became fortunate events because uh, they made they brought us closer together mm. yeah so that, that shit that Uncle Raymond would tell me that he would never tell peop- other people yeah and of course there will be things I tell you that I wouldn't really tell others also. so there's like this 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 very close bond like. he's like my second dad already you know he's like mm. uh, he's like my stepdad mm. yeah so with Uncle Raymond's uh, Central Kitchen we grew freaking fast yeah and then we implemented this refer a friend thing mm, mm, yeah wow i tell you like, we, we learned this that if the product is good right then people will refer people are willing to refer yes. yeah your product is shit uh, nobody will care yeah, don't try hard referring right? yeah so so we were quite lucky because the whole funnel right was really nicely built mm. yeah but i think getting to that point is the difficult part so like today all i need to do is to just keep feeding more more like uh, prospects into the funnel mm. yeah and that's mm. our whole marketing uh, operation and it took three years right from the actually get we are to... less than three years old okay eh. we are about two and a half is it yeah yeah 2018 is yeah about there yeah about we're two there. and a half yeah so yeah. it's quite shook la. like mm. i've never built a seven million revenue company before mm. and mm. getting there in annual revenue la, getting mm. there in less than three years is quite shook that's very cool yeah so on all this shortness and all these stories, right? Mm. What do you think keeps you going? Why do you still do this? I like. I like. Okay. So you go back to the women's fashion online magazine thing, right? So one of the things that made me right, decide, okay, I'm going to quit, was that I, I looked in the mirror and I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> Do I, does this guy look like some fashion guy to you? Does he look like like somebody who even understand what is fashion? Like I can't even hold a proper conversation right with uh, another lady about shopping. Mm. I can't. I can't hold a normal conversation with them about like oh block shops because for me I'll be talking about like yeah you know how this brand uh, gets their supply is that they do this and do that but to them they don't give a shit they just care about all oh, the design look nice the colors nice affordable I, I cannot hold that conversation with them because I'm not I'm not it yeah so this was when I was 30 years old like, I hit 30 and then I asked okay who is this guy in the mirror yeah and then that was when all the fitness thing came about like I wanted a life right that I can just gym every day can eat proper food every day and, and to me proper good food is food that helps me to meet my fitness goals and at the same time I can eat day in and day out uh. so I can eat the same shit for like a long time like our customers are uh, sometimes they are like also quite interesting uh. zesty chicken zesty chicken zesty chicken zesty chicken zesty chicken okay 12 of that one order I said wow bro not sienna yeah then another one okay curry 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 so they eat the same thing you know every week you know yeah so it's, it's amazing lah uh. Yeah, so I wanted that lifestyle. I just want to go gym every day. You know, I, I want to I wanna do this thing I love. And yeah, then today is like that law. So bro, I tell you, uh, my schedule is very simple. Every day I will book gym. Okay. Monday, 
Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. 9pm, you will see me at the gym without fail. Tuesday, Friday, 11am, you will see me doing cardio there. That's life, man. I mean, it may sound very stupid to most people, lah, but I like. Every day I can go gym, I can bust my ass there. Wow. Shock, eh, bro. I think Gerald brought a very interesting insight into the whole idea of how responsibility, you know, as a concept kind of weighs in to, to the self, you know, because a, a lot of people struggle with these kind of concepts, like, because when we are young, we are taught a certain thing, and then when we become an entrepreneur, um, a lot of these things, they get amplified. Because, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you just try everything. You, you get to set your rules, right? You get to decide a lot of stuff. There's no, like, frame in terms of work, you know, and you could kind of do all these things. So all these inner dialogues, all these inner ideas, they get amplified. Sometimes not in the best way, and like, like for him, you know. Um, and over time, it's a journey. We learn, we change. And in business, uh, sometimes certain things look... Like it's very easy. Actually, most of the time, lah, people think certain things are very easy. But actually, when you practice, when you go down, you sort of realize that oh, it's actually not that simple, right? There's a whole process of scaling, you know. And when through the process of scaling, a lot of things change. And also, you know, I think he grew a lot in the process, and I'm growing a lot connecting with all these guys, and also for myself. So, I want you to know that if you decide to go into business. This is a process. It's not like a half a year, one year kind of thing. You know, being an entrepreneur takes time and you're spending your life. It's not just about money, right? So I hope you learned something and thanks for staying all the way. Gerald has something more for you. I just have one last question for you, right? Mm. If, if someone wants to, you know, participate in this whole entrepreneurship thing, right? Uh. Entrepreneurship thing, okay? Mm. What is one advice you'll give them? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, first of all, uh, uh yeah, don't a bit too sweeping uh. <laughs> I mean I, I have uh, similar thoughts uh, so you know but, okay. but can you just kinda share okay, can, can, why okay. why not? Why not? Okay, so before I I need to answer this question uh, in a in a very long winded way. Uh. Okay, so the, the first thing is that I will not wish upon anybody, even if it's my biggest enemy, the things that I have gone through. Okay? Uh, in summary, basically being an adult, earning next to no money, and also betraying your own identity. Okay, because being lost on who you are, right, I think is is a not a very pleasant experience. So I wouldn't wish um, on any human being, right, what I have been through, lah. Okay, I would wish that everybody when they start their business, okay, they will succeed. Maybe not everybody will be huge, but I just wish that everybody will be able to succeed and you know be able to earn a decent living and they don't have to like suffer. Okay, so so that's what I genuinely wish for. Okay. So if you want to be stubborn and do this entrepreneurship thing, right? <laughs> I would say that you use this time right to build up on skills. So the key skills that I think you should build up on is how do you get somebody, how do you convince somebody to part with their money in exchange for something. Basically, learn how to sell. Learn how to market. Okay? Learn some form of uh, constructive skills, like maybe web development, um, cooking or whatever. I don't know, man. Basically, when you're a young person, learn skills. Okay? 
get as much skills as possible, um, meet as many different people as possible, ask for their life story, listen to their experiences. Okay, so that's for the kids. So let's say you are a working adult already and you're sick and tired of your 9 to 6 job. You want to do something of your own. Um, what I would recommend is that you do a side hustle. Uh, I thought you would say change a job. Wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually change your job is a change good idea. Change your job la. is a better idea. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Mm. yeah. You change your job, then it doesn't work out, right? Then yeah. uh, then you, okay, suck, suck that more. Yeah, but the question is, uh, what if you want to do this entrepreneurship thing? Ma? Yeah. Yeah, so I suggest you do a side hustle. Yeah, because in Singapore, right, you know money, uh, you know talk. Right? Mm. Really, that's the harsh reality of it. Uh. You need to have money to feed yourself. Yeah. Don't be a liability, right? Yeah. So, so, go get a side hustle. Build, 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 build the thing until uh, can sustain you really, right? Okay, then you chow. Mm. Okay. If, let's say, you are an entrepreneur in a business that is failing or you feel that, like, there's... there's really no way this thing is going to succeed. Okay, maybe 1% chance that it's going to succeed, but 1% is still very small. I think you need to really go and think about what's next after you exit. Mm. Yeah. And then, can you work for people? Mm. Yeah. Because, like me, uh, I find it a bit hard to work for people. Mm. <laughs> because I got my own ideas. It's not that I quite learn. Eh. Okay, mm. maybe some mm. people say I quite learn. It's, it's, it's that uh, I... I have I have my own view on things and I and I generally do my best to try and look at other people's through other people's lens also. But if cannot means cannot. And then if I feel uncomfortable with the direction of the company, right, then I cannot. Yeah. Because you'll be back to the problem of the betraying your own identity again. Ma. Yeah. So that's my long answer to this question. 